Hey guys, welcome to The Real Shit with Brit and Wit. This is Whitney. And this is Brittany. And this is the podcast to make you feel normal in your everyday shit show life. That's right. <laughs> guys, today we have on Dennis Gable from the podcast Self to Society. We are so excited to have him. Say hi, Dennis. Hello. We are stoked to have him on. And this topic is, we're excited for this, okay? Because when do we actually get to have a male kind of counteract the shit that we think. Exactly. Well, besides our husbands. Yeah, we get that every day. (laughs) But now we get an outside male perspective of kind of a man versus women thinking, right? We get a male perspective of someone who doesn't owe a shit. And so he can really say what he thinks without getting in trouble. (laughs) Oh, the not getting in trouble thing is super valuable. (laughs) It is. Yeah, so basically today we want to talk about kind of the differences between men and women and things that we go through in a lot of different categories and the way that we think versus how men think or how they view us or how we view certain things. And we had a lot of writers um, or listeners write in and kind of give us some, you know, topics of what they want to hear about. So let's start with this one. This is kind of a man versus women. Being observant. Britt and I were talking about this and we feel like sometimes our husbands can be sitting on the phone, totally zoned out or watching TV. The kids are screaming. We're trying to cook dinner. There's a million things going on and they're completely zoned out. Don't even have any idea of anything going on around them. Like someone could be on fire. (laughs) They don't know. What is that? Dennis, help us. Like, do you really not know? Or are you, this is always my thought. Is he sitting there? Like he hears it. He knows it but he's just going to keep pretending like it's not going down. He's going to wait for me to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the dumpster, like the dumpster is not on fire. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, I I think that there's probably a couple sides to this and I will try to speak to the whole of the idea. I think some men are just a little bit passive and don't give a shit. If I can say that, honestly, I think some men wait to be invited into the chaos. Like, Hey babe, can you help me with this? And until the, Hey babe, can you help me with this? There's not really an, uh, maybe an understanding that the woman needs the man, which is probably the core of that thing is that men and all of our egotistical bullshit want to be needed to handle the thing. So the expectation of you have to see this and hear this and why aren't you doing anything? The proactivity of that, is maybe an expectation that isn't fair based on a slight lack of communication, right? Like you probably don't want to have to ask. I've heard the, (laughs) I'm divorced. So the amount of times that I've heard, I don't want to have to ask. I want you to just know, uh, or I want you to pay attention enough to be present or whatever. Uh, I really don't think most of the time for men who, uh, let me say it this way for men who are, engaged with their families or the the thing that's happening um so basically not shithead dudes (laughs) or for men who are engaged i still think that there's a little bit of uh we, we don't know if we don't know so if you're not saying it we don't maybe know that you need help because i know for me there was times where i was like my ex wife could handle a lot of shit in the house yeah and there's a certain level of shit that it would get to for her where she would want me to step in and go, hello, 
do you not see or hear? I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that you needed me. Like you handle this shit all day, every day, and you're good at handling it. But this time you need me. And next time I'm going to offer, and maybe I'm going to get my head bit off because I asked at the wrong time. It, it really is just like, um, and, and I'm not going to, I'm not taking the responsibility off of men to be observant by my answer. I think men could do a better job of being proactive and saying, Hey babe, do you need some help? Um, but really part for, in my experience, a lot of that comes down to just not knowing that you needed me. Yeah. I just didn't know because you handle the shit all the time and you do it well. And this time you needed me and I didn't know because you just didn't say it. No, that is, yeah. That's honestly such a lesson that I feel like you have to learn in relationships because so many times it's the same thing. Like my husband's always like, if you just ask, I'm happy to help you. But yeah, it's kind of like, I can't read your mind sort of thing. And I think so many times it's like a constant for women. It's like a constant battle of like, I don't want to be a naggy bitch. Right. Like I, but but I also like want you to want to like look around and notice and help. And so I don't know, asking is huge. And that's something that personally I've learned, especially on, there are some days where I can handle the shit. Like you were saying, right? Like she handles the shit and she handles it well. Yep. And there are days where like, yeah, we're like, I can handle everything. And I'm like, no babe, like chill and relax. You've had a long ass day too. Like my husband has a super laborish job. He works really hard. Right. And then and then like other days where I'm a little bit more on edge, then I'm kind of like, you know, have those mentality, the, the mentality more of like, um, hello, do you even see that we have five children and like you're on your <laughs> third plate of food and I'm still cutting up the baby's food? You know, I think it depends on like where we're at too. It definitely does. Emotions play into it. But I, I love the thought of just sometimes you're waiting to be asked because I don't ever think of it that way either. I always think of it as like, you're completely tuned out. I'm over here dying, trying to do 50 million things and the (laughs) kids are screaming and you're not listening to this. Why, why can you not figure out that I need your help? So I love the thought of just sometimes you do just need to ask. Well, and men, men are probably a little bit better about bitching about their day, right? Like I think men are a little bit better being like, oh, today sucked. My boss was an asshole. My coworker was being a shithead. I had a lot to do that I didn't get done. And women do a really great job of keeping their composure. It's something, it's a really interesting difference between men and women. Women keep their composure in a way that men can't. (laughs) Uh, It's like when women are sick, they're like, you'll never know. When a dude is sick with a cold, motherfucker has type, you know, (laughs) stage four cancer and he's dying dying immediately. (laughs) And, but it, It's that way a lot of times where women really do keep a composure that men don't know how to keep. We're a little bit more like, this is what I think, this is what I feel, this is what my day was like. And uh, women, wives and women who are engaged do a great job of saying, how was your day? And men will just be like, oh, it was shitty. And then they go sit on the couch, right? So Britt, to your point of saying, well, I knew that my husband had a hard day and there are days that I can just handle it. And I think for, for men, we want to know if your day was equally as shitty, right? Because if if you're willing to say, you know what, my day was hard too, it might ping our brain to go, oh, I should probably pay more attention than (laughs) I did yesterday. Uh, Sometimes I feel like that turns into the who had a more shitty day. 
<laughs> it turns into that which, competition of which sucks. No, you know what though? Like honestly, a, a big um, struggle of mine in life personally is I have some weird complex that I don't, I don't want to be like the naggy wife. And here's the deal. We oh, could, I think we're all a little bit that way. Well, we could go deeper on the sense of like people that kind of know my past and history. Like I'm on my third marriage. Like I've been through some shit. And mm -hmm. I think I have a little bit of like a, a PTSD, like insecurity of not being good enough for people having, you know, you know, previous relationships not work out in for certain reasons. And so I have this complex of like, what if I'm not good enough? And so if I'm like a naggy bitch ever, I, my brain associates that with he's going to leave or he's going to want something else, or he's going to go look at something else or be attracted to something else. And so a lot of the times, like even if my day, and I know this isn't right, but like, even if my day is so hard and so shitty and I'm like, you know, just falling apart inside, like you said, cause I'm a verbal girl. I mean, you know how I feel. <laughs> she puts it out there. I put it out there. But I think when it comes to my like marriage and my relationship, I, I more hold that shit inside because I'm afraid like, well, if I'm naggy, I'm going to be unattractive to him. Hmm. Right. And so a lot of the times I do and do and give and give and give, and I'm kind of depleted. Right. And that's something even wit is like my best friend season me like you do a lot girl you know for everybody in your household so i'm learning in my life the point is to ask more and mm -hmm. to say to my husband more hey babe will you rub my shoulders like i've had a shit day like and, th and then my husband's always like oh my gosh yeah like he's happy to do it or hey can you put the kids to bed like i'm losing my shit i need to go for a drive mm -hmm. you know whereas for a long time dennis like i I just never opened up. So I think something I want to say to women out there, like if you are the one holding it in, you know, take this from, you know, even a male's perspective, like ask, tell them that you're struggling and let them be there for you. Right. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, there, there's an ongoing battle between the, the male and the female in relationships where you want the guy to just show up. Right, like knight in shining armor should know that flowers have to be on the fucking table and coffee <laughs> should be made or an extra strong drink. And yeah, just show up and do the goddamn dishes and don't don't ask me if I need help, just step into the kitchen. And what I know about men is that we're mostly willing. Mostly, right? And we're mostly willing. But if we don't know that that that's what you need, we really do um Zone out might not be the right word. We're so focused on the other 7,000 things in our brains too that it may not compute that like you just want us to do the thing. And so that disconnect of like what you want us to, to inherently or intuitively step in and do, we may not know that you need it. And... Uh, I mean, I can say that there are many, many times with all of the projects that I do that I was like, I was in my shit, right? Like I'm doing emails on my phone and the thing and I've got my son next to me. So I feel like I'm helping <laughs> or, you know, what? like I might feel like I'm doing something and I'm not doing the right thing or the thing that is needed by my partner. And then for it to come out and go, well, I really wish you could have done this tonight. I'm like, well, I would have. I didn't know that was the thing that you needed me to do today. 
No, that is such a real thing. Yeah. I was just going to say that's a good thing. But while you're saying that and my, my mind goes to this place of, but do you not see all the dishes? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like yes. my mind goes to that place of like, you're saying you need me to ask, but do you really not see all the laundry that needs to be folded I don't, or all the I don't dishes? Think you do. Yeah. And that's like, honestly, that's a question. Like, do you not see it or do you just think, the answer or are you waiting no. for an invitation? The answer is probably no, we don't, we're not paying attention to it because yeah, good to know. Like in, in my marriage, I was the dishes guy. So dishes were the thing. If I did nothing else, I did the fucking dishes and you're a hero. <laughs> well, I didn't do laundry, but I did the dishes. And so there became a point where I was, I was told, I'm not sure why you think the dishes are the thing I want you to do. This is like year four. And I was like, well, because we established that you hate doing the dishes, so I'll do them. Oh, I love that. Right? So like, that was what we had established. And then at some point, it wasn't okay either. It wasn't enough. It wasn't like, enough. I should I mean, have like, known. Like, shit, I'm doing my task. Like, I thought I was doing the right thing. Right. And, and there was something there where she thought I should have known because there was other needs that I should have just shown up to meet them. And I was like, I don't. So I'm speaking about this from a really like genuine place is that, that I didn't know that you wanted me to do that thing because my job is the dishes. So I do them every day, no matter how much sleep I get or how much work I have to do. That was my thing. And so I think with, to your, to your question, we are a little bit aloof. And, and some of that is just probably a communication and saying, look, I fucking hate the dishes. I'll cook five days a week. I hate the goddamn dishes. Will you please do the dishes four of the days a week? Or if you see a sink full of dishes, can you handle that for me? Um, and, and setting the expectation. No, I, I like it. I, shrug I, emoji face because it's such a weird, <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird conversation to have because neither side will ever understand why the other side needs it the way they do. Men will never understand why women want us to just surprisingly show up and know all the fucking things <laughs> because part of the time we show up and think we know all the fucking things and we're told like, no, just shut up and listen. And we're like, fuck, I, I was supposed to do all the things and now I do, but I got to listen. I don't know what the dishes, but not, but the baby, but shit in the diaper and cutting. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and so the, I don't think we'll ever really understand one another. So, um, Britt, I know parts of your story that you've shared publicly and a lot of what you've shared is really brave. Uh, and so I can't even imagine, I can't imagine being a woman in 2019 anyway, cause fuck yeah. that. But I also can't imagine what, uh, sort of trauma lead, you know, leads to you feeling like, man, I don't want to be a nagging bitch wife and all of the implications that come with that. It has to be fucking miserable. And I wouldn't pretend to know. I wouldn't pretend to think that I know what that feels like. I do know what it feels like to be a man who has tried to show up. I've also fucked things up in very major ways. <laughs> uh, but I, I have, I've done my part in trying to show up in some other ways. And it wasn't good enough. And I wasn't the right fit. And I actually was having this conversation tonight. Like, there are some parts about me, whether it be 
that I'm, you know, relatively tall, dark, and handsome, or charming, or creative, or something about me that I would show up with, and women attach to a thing, and then try to change the rest of the puzzle. Yeah. Um, yeah and so sure. I, I have felt a lot of that where, like, I don't really think most of the women I've been in relationships liked me when it was all said and done. <sighs> I think they may have been attracted to me or like certain things about me, but as a whole, uh, you know, so my new venture into life as a single man in his late thirties is like the next time that I enter into something serious, I want somebody to say, this is what I've been looking for. Yeah. And not as a whole and not, and, and I'm going on this tangent only so that you guys know that I, as a man can relate to the insecurity of how to show up and what to do and what not to do. And all of the experiences I've had in really serious relationships, marriages, engagements, uh, where I thought I was showing up well, and it was like, fuck you, you didn't do it right. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how to do it right. I'm just, no, that, I'm just, that really I'm just is a right. real thing. And that's a, that's a real struggle that I feel like people do not talk about enough, right? Because I think in the beginning years, right, when you're with somebody and everybody's trying to like figure the shit out and whatever, there's been so many times where it's been like that where my husband has said the same thing where he's like, well, I, I felt like I was doing this and this, right? Um, but I didn't realize you wanted this, you know, and I thought I was making you happy here or there. And that's where I think as a woman you have to also take the responsibility. And there's been times where I've like literally been like checked where I'm like, oh shit. And I walk away feeling like, you know what? And I owe him an apology because I will actually come down on the level and see, you know what? Like he really legitimately like was helping and thought he was helping, even though that wasn't a thing that was going to help me the most at the time. And I've owed him apologies before where I've had to come back and be like, listen, I'm actually really sorry because I can see that you were trying. And I think that's where it has to be. Like, I, and maybe this is because I've been on my third marriage. Like maybe, you know, the grass always seems greener until you've been through a few lawns and you're jumping <laughs> freaking fences and you're like, shit. Okay. Like I'm going to see the, like, <laughs> I'm going to start watering my own lawn. Like I, like I see the shit that's going on here in my own grass. Right. And you know, like, like be grateful for that sometimes. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Does that make sense? Like, I think that's just a huge thing. Like you're saying where, from a man's perspective, it's like, well, I thought I was doing this or that, you know? Exactly. Well, I was going to say it really is about setting up correct expectations. I think mm -hmm. that is where my first marriage went wrong on a lot of it because I did expect him, just like you were saying, Dennis, to show up and kind of know his shit and to show up every day and know what I needed and what I wanted and to be that knight in shining armor. And when all is said and done, no one knows how to do that because every person is different. Every person is individual. Every person needs you to show up in a different way, kind of, you know, so it For is sure. really setting up that expectation of what you need and then checking those expectations every once in a while. Well, yeah. and even if it comes to like emotional stuff, right? Because we can talk about the laundry, the dishes, the bullshit all day around the house. Um, but like you're saying too, my husband actually doesn't notice it. Like, and, and here's the, I think it depends on what kind of personality you have too, right? For the, for me, I'm like a crazy OCD, like neat freak. And so for me, I can have like little messes or there might be stuff on the counter and I like, can't, I'm just like, look around people. Like, how's anyone breathing? You know, 
<laughs> and like my husband comes in and I'm like, oh my gosh, the house is a sick mess. I didn't even do anything today. And he's like, there's like two bowls on the counter. What are you talking about? Like he really doesn't see it. It really could be a mess in my mind, but he doesn't see it that he way. He doesn't see it that way. He's always like, oh, the house always looks great, you know? And so I think like, right, put the house chores aside, but even emotionally between men and women, mm. right? Like there are so many times where I'm like, I just want him to be more verbal. Like how, how many years have you been married to me? You know, this is my love language. You could literally pet me all day and tell me I'm so great and beautiful. Like touch and words, people touch and words. And it's like, he's not good at that. Right. So I think that's the difference too, where you, you can harp so much on the other person, right. About like, you don't give me this. You don't give me, you don't give me. But my husband's also over here feeling like, but I do do this and this and this. Like, did you ever have moments where you kind of felt like you're saying like, oh, I feel like people don't even, they come in and they like this one thing and then try to change everything else. Mm -hmm. That is, that shit is so real. It is. It really is. Because how many times is it's like, my husband's like, well, you kind of knew I wasn't verbal coming into it. And I'm like, oh shit, did I? <laughs> I was too Twitter-pated to even recognize yeah. that shit. Like we don't recognize anything. <laughs> we don't recognize anything. <laughs> you don't you're don't so lay that on us. You're so that was the, that was the like, other one. Just kidding. Everyone's just getting it on. Like you're so Twitter-pated. No one knows what's happening. And then you get like a year in, shit settles down. You're like, what the hell? What's happening here? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Let's yeah, talk about that. Let's talk about like the emotional differences and, you know, right? Like you're saying about bringing flowers and shit. Yeah. Showing appreciation too. Like, yeah. Well, and you bring up an interesting point about how different we all are, right? So there, there's multiple ways to temper you or to find out about your personality type in quotes. There's Myers-Briggs and there's the Enneagram and there's the disc and there's the this and there's the fucking that, right? I learned about myself early that I am a Gemini who has ADHD and I'm an ENF, ENFP and I'm a type seven on the Enneagram, which makes me a fucking nightmare of a human. To try Gosh, to I don't even like, know what half of that means, Dennis. Yeah, you're welcome. It's like Chinese. <laughs> She's going to uh, Google this. Now I, I have Google done, it. I've done a, a weird amount of work to try to understand my personality because my, my dad didn't appreciate it. Most of my friends never appreciated it. Most of the women I dated didn't appreciate it. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? What? And so I would learn all of these things to try to, to try to figure out why I was the way I was. And I spent my whole twenties trying to change it and then add the, add the pressure of being uh, in some sort of leadership in the church and looking like me did not go that well. And so it, it, it comes with a lot of understanding when you, when you enter into a relationship with a person and like you're saying about your husband, like if he was willing to say like, look, you knew I wasn't a words guy. I'm, I hear that you're a words girl and I'll do what I can. Right. Um, we, <laughs> this is so shitty. Uh, I'm a words, <laughs> I'm a words of affirmation person. Like I don't need money. I don't need shelter. I barely need food. I need whiskey and to know that I'm doing a great job. Those are the two things in life that I really actually need. And my ex-wife was not a words giver. And not only was she not a words giver, but she would say, what? I got to fucking tell you you're pretty today. And I'm like, Ooh. yes. Yeah. Yes. 25 please. times and pet me while you're doing it. <laughs> yes, please. I get you. I get you, brother. Uh, and so it really is a matter of, and, and on the, on the flip side of that, 
I didn't do the things well that she needed, obviously, right? Hence divorce. And so there really is some understanding of like, okay, on a baseline level, and it's not every day, and this is, I'm going to go back to the communicative thing, because five out of seven days, you guys, you probably cohabitate really well with your spouses, right? Everything goes well, it seems well, you know that they love you, they know that you love them. There's certain levels of emotional and physical and tactile intimacy, tactile being like shit around the house and helping with the kids and just showing up. But there will be one day where that motherfucker is off and you're like, listen, bitch, (laughs) today's the day that I needed touched and petted. And it's like, oh, fuck, I missed the one day, you know? Uh, And so to get to, and and I'm super guilty of that because I, I, I learn expectations and then I operate in them. I know what you want me to do kind of day in and day out. I do the dishes. I wake up. I help with the kids. I do whatever. I don't ever make my bed, so don't ask me to do that. But you can do that <laughs> if you like it, right? And so <laughs> there's, there, there's that feeling, too, of like day in and day out I show up. And today I didn't do that well, and I'm really sorry. But I didn't know that today was different than the, fir- than the last five days, and it probably is different than the next five days. And I'm super guilty of that as a man. Like, I know that I'm real guilty of just kind of falling into the system of what the relationship is day in and day out. And I also wasn't that good about saying, hey, uh, I feel like I'm working really hard. Can you just lie to me and tell me that I'm doing a great job so that I can go on with the rest of my day? I wasn't good about that either. I just would work harder and I would do a second load. I would do something else to try to be like, maybe this will entice some affirmation. Maybe this will entice some affirmation. And so on both sides, from the perspective of being a male, we just miss each other sometimes. Like if five out of seven days you feel loved by your spouse, you are fucking winning. (laughs) To, To any male or female listening, if five out of seven days you feel super loved by your spouse, you're fucking winning. The other two days, we just have to say a little, a couple more words or ask a couple more questions. (laughs) No, it's so true. Like if you're off even a little bit, I mean, my husband might be having a bad day, like you're saying, but it's a day where like, I might need a little bit more love. I'm in my head more that day. I'm like needing, you know, some, some reassurance and he's having a shit day and just like, can't even do anything. And then I'm over here just being like, why doesn't he love me? Like, you know, you're just, we're in our heads like so much, you know, and really if I just like calm down and be like, Hey, like I just, I need a hug today. Like, can you just maybe tell me something nice? But then it's like, you get mad too. Like, I don't want to have to tell you to tell me something nice. Like you just should know. Yeah. It becomes very easy. Just like text me some nice words, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Steal a poem off of Instagram and put that shit in my DMs. Right. My husband, his his love language is like, I think we've talked about this before. It's like doing yard work with me. Hmm. I'm just like, I'm like the sexiest creature if I'm like pulling weeds outside. It makes no (laughs) sense in my mind. Like, He's just like quality time, like doing projects around the house. And I'm just like, no, like, okay. I love Dennis that you said, I know we have to like move on here too, but I love that you said, I don't need shelter. I don't need anything. Like I literally, I feel like you're like my spirit animal. I could just like get in a Snuggie with me. Okay. Like I could be on the streets in a Snuggie, like just 
a sleeping bag, a snuggie, like homeless people. But as long as you love me, like I'm, I'm solid, right? <laughs> as long as you tell me I'm pretty today, I'm yeah. good. I don't know. I love it. Oh, what else? I mean, we, we kind of had somebody like, okay, this is a little, we, we don't want to man hate and we want to really put that out there. We're not, Brit and Wit are not man haters. We just want to, we want to talk about both sides. We had someone kind of write about, I don't want to be your mom and like have to tell you everything you do. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's a tricky one. Well, that's where it comes into feeling like a nagging bitch or feeling like their mother and that you're cleaning up after them and that you're, you're having to tell them what to do all the time instead of feeling like a partner. And, okay. and we don't know, uh, well, I don't know the backstory of these questions. And you guys may not either. We don't. Yeah. Right? So that's, that's a weird filter to take some of these questions through. It because is. Because the guy on the other side of that question might be a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he may not be doing his shit. He may have, we don't, I don't know, right? But he may have gone from home with the mom into marriage with the wife and never done some like independent shit. I know people who have, who have bounced from home to wife to wife. Look, like, we, we live in Utah, so we know all about people <laughs> living going married yeah. instantly. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I don't need to explain the context, um, <laughs> but because we don't know. Uh, so let me, let me say this. If um, there aren't, in my experience, there aren't a lot of men who are willing to do some deep emotional work. Not because they're probably, not because they don't want the benefit of that deep emotional work, but because they probably somewhere in their heart believe that they're being a pussy if they try to get in touch with their feelings or like sell their big truck for a Nissan Sentra or <laughs> something, right? <laughs> uh, that's such a dick's thing to say. But no, it's, it, it's like extra funny because of where we live. Like everyone has their big trucks. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there aren't very many men who are willing. I mean, in comparison, there are a lot of men doing it. I think in comparison to how many men there are on the planet, there's not a lot who are willing to connect to the vulnerable, the emotional, the men who are like actually meditating actually finding some space in their own head to figure out like, man, I did this, that didn't go well, I fucked it up real bad. How do I fix who I am and not blame it on anybody else or not try to just go make more money or go get more status or go find more power to overcompensate for the shit that I fucked up? Yeah. Um, I heard a story today. A friend, I went and played golf. I don't play golf. So the fact that I'm saying I went and played golf makes me feel like a dummy anyway. <laughs> but I went and played golf with such a friend a this I know. It's, I wore a polo shirt. The picture's on Instagram and it's super shitty. Um, <laughs> but I went and played golf. And the guy that I played with, he told me about these three guys who all are excessively wealthy. They're the top three givers for three big foundations in Arizona. And, uh, my friend said, you know, it's really cool that you donate. And he goes, I don't donate. I give back. And so we we're joking about how that's his justification for being a dickhead for 30 years in the corporate <laughs> field. And, you know, maybe cheating on his wife while he was out of town and maybe all of the other asshole things that he did. And so men have a, a predisposition to justify as opposed to be attuned or to like pay attention. And because of that, women are really good at 
paying attention to their emotions. I don't say, I say that in a really positive way. Like women are good at, even if it's like, oh my God, I'm fucking feel crazy today or however extreme You're that You're going us crazy, aren't you, Dennis? <laughs> I know you are. Just kidding. I used the wrong word. Uh, <laughs> I used You're the C crazy word. Bit. What are we going to do? I used the C it? word. Damn it. <laughs> C word. We're flying to Arizona. We're going to, we're going to track you down. <laughs> My poor little apartment's going to get lit on fire. Uh, that was crazy. Oh, I, <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. I, uh, about men, the question of a woman saying like, why do I feel like I'm his mom, et cetera, et cetera. My long answer to this really potentially simple question is that I don't think most men put in the work to be emotionally independent. And in not being emotionally independent, there's a lot of dependence on the spouse or the money or the power or the status or the size of the truck or, you know, how many reps they can do at the gym. And nobody really gives a fuck. Like that's, <laughs> that is true. And so whoever that person is who asked the question, I, it, I hate her life for her. Ooh, that was deep. I, that was deep. Because Brittany and I instantly, like, we, now that we're, like, we're not hating on anyone, because there have been times, I think both of us have been in a relationship where we felt like, we're not your mom, okay? And I think that's almost a common thing for women to kind of relate that to, like, I don't want to be your mom, but, but go put on that other shirt that's going to look better on you. (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to step into that role. But I hate the way that you're dressed. Go change. <laughs> Stop eating that. <laughs> it's not and good for you. I'm going to play devil's advocate of all the shit that I just said. I think there are some times where men get used to the idea that a woman is going to correct his behavior. And so he just gives up. What should I wear Ooh, today? Yeah. Is that shitty to say? No, I, I think should. that's very true. I think it goes both yeah. ways. I think that there maybe are some men who are just are emotionally dependent on someone else. And then the other ones that their wife might be a little overbearing and you know, I mean, we we don't really know, but it could definitely go both ways. So without backstory there, it is a little harder to know. My hubs and I like to keep it interesting and we both like to try to wear the pants and see where that gets us. No, (laughs) we just have one big pair of pants in this house. (laughs) We don't wear any pants. We just go pantless. Okay, here's a big one. Okay, venting versus fixing. Okay, we want to vent sometimes and we don't. This is like the most common thing ever, right? We don't want you to fix it. That's right. That's someone wrote that in. I am not good at this. (laughs) I have no, I have no wisdom here. I'm fucking so bad at this that, (laughs) 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 Christ, I'm so bad at this. Because uh, I, I am a problem solver. So as a creative, my, my job is to solve people's problems. I show up and I'm like, hey, tell me what the issue is. I'm going to solve that issue. Uh, <laughs> I hate this topic. I'm not gonna <laughs> You're making Dennis squirm over there. I'm, yeah, I'm like blushing and hot and fucking sweaty and I don't <laughs> like it. I don't, uh, it's hard because I, for me, and I think for a lot of men, we, right, so if somebody's like, oh, that's on fire. We don't need to know why the fuck it's on fire. We just need to know that we put the fire out, <laughs> right? The yeah. fire's got to go out. So we're just going to, and, and I am a quick to the point sort of, if there's a problem, let's get to the bottom of it. 
Let's figure the shit out. Let's move on to the next thing so we can drink some whiskey and have some fun. Okay. So this is what I'm going to throw out there. As a man, let's be real. No offense, ladies, but Wit and I were talking about this the other day and we're like, no, this is how kind of women's minds work, right? We're like, no, no, no. Listen, I get that you don't want to hear this 50 times, but we're going to not only tell you the same story five times, okay? We're going to make it like more dramatic as it goes oh, on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're going to beat a dead horse. We're going to beat the dead horse. Okay, what else? Yeah, no, we're, we, we're going to hash the story out with you 50 times and we're going to come back to every point that we think is important and yeah. we're going to hash that point out with you. Again, we're going to circle I get back. That this is why we need girlfriends because women understand this. I think yeah. it comes from a very emotional point of view. Like if it's, if we feel like we've been dissed or like something has happened that we're very upset <laughs> about, like we definitely want to go over that story 50,000 times. And with yeah. the men, I think for you guys, it's just like, look, there's an easy way to solve it. Like, let's just solve it and be done. And we're like, no, 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 no. I know we can solve it, but I want you to hear this. I want you to hear how smart I am. And I want you to hear every point, And I want you to acknowledge why <laughs> I'm right in this story. Yes. No, this is what I was going to say though. Do you ever as a man, just like, is it a reality that sometimes you're just like, we just want you to shut up about it. I mean, let's say that yeah. just blunt out there. Like, yeah. I just want you to shut up about it. Sometimes I'm just a warm pair of ears. My husband will never say that out loud, but I know he's thinking it. Just shut yeah. up. Like, I, I don't want to hear this again. Like, and, and not in a rude way. Oh, but just like, I, sorry. I heard your question the opposite way. Are you, you're asking me if as a man, I want the woman to just shut up? Like, just no, get over it. Never say that out loud, but like, do you ever no. have the thoughts of just like, oh my gosh, like, okay, how many times can we beat this dead horse? Yeah. Like, let's be real. Yeah. I don't have, I don't have a dog in the fight, so I can be honest, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, You're sleeping on I the mean, couch tonight, Dennis. <laughs> Your own couch. I just make you my sleep couch on your couch. is in the couch. same room as my, as my bed because it's all the living room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the real stuff I like. I like being like, no, let's get real about it. Right? Like women, this is how we feel. But like, sometimes I'm like, oh man, I know he wants me to shut up. I can't. I literally can't. And then I have to like go call five of my friends and tell them the story. Oh yeah, for sure. But, you know. but there are times where as a man, it's like, God, fucking hell. Yes. I, yes. And as, a, as, a, as an active communicator, I tried to do really proactive things like, so what I, I heard you this, this was the interaction. This is how you feel. Did I get it right? <laughs> yes, but right. <laughs> yes, but, exactly. but can you believe you did that? I mean, really? <laughs> exactly. But enter in again. And there are times where I'm like, God, fucking Jesus. Okay. We got it. We got it. <laughs> We got it. Maybe. I don't know. I got it. I don't know and then 20 it. minutes goes by. Nope. It's coming back. Oh yeah. Right. This is why women can be to lunch, right? We can go out to lunch with our girlfriends and we can be like just hashing, hashing, hashing. You take a few bites of your sandwich and then it's like, no, but seriously, can you believe she did that? And then everyone's talking about it again. It's a four hour lunch for it's sure. It's a four hour lunch for sure. <laughs> my, my, my best friend, his girlfriend and I get into this kind of a lot because she, I'm included in a lot of their conversations and she'll tell stories about things peripheral to their relationship. I often, I go, yeah, yeah, I hear you. What I hear you saying is this, how do you get to a resolution? 
because I'm not I'm not her boyfriend, right? I don't give a fuck. She, she's mad at me, and he just sits <laughs> over there. Right, he's silent. He's like, yeah, I'm not fucking saying anything. <laughs> but it's my like one really amazing moment in life. Like, yeah, heard you. Cool. What next? Um, which isn't always the case. I'm, I'm saying that a little harshly, but you know that uh, there are times where men should be better at just shutting up and listening. It a little bit goes back to the the communication, the being asked, like, hey, can you just shut up and listen? And I've said that a lot in relationships. Like, I'm happy to engage. I'm happy to give you my thought, my opinion. But if you need me to just shut up, I need to know on the front end of this. Yeah. Or else my brain goes to solution, issue, solution, resolution. How do we, you know, like, how do we click quickly move through this? And if we need three hours for you to just vent, I'm cool. I just need to know that that's what my next three hours are going to look like on the calendar. <laughs> You need to know you need to record the game because this is going to be a lot. <laughs> Here's the deal, though, too. This, this goes kind of along with it. We had, someone write, <laughs> we had someone write in about, you know, that they come home after a long date, right? And, like, they want to talk, but, like, their husband doesn't. And I think I relate to that because I have a very quiet, reserved husband, which drives me insane. And he knows – it's like – I, I feel like I'm always kind of like, okay, it was me that wrote that in. Just kidding. <laughs> but no, but I always, and he knows it too. Like, I'm always like, well, babe, how was your day? He's just like, oh, good. You know, or shitty, like you're saying, right? And that's, that's it. And I'm like, okay, well, anything interesting? Like, I don't even care if you tell me that like you had too much mustard on your sandwich or whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just tell me something. Like, give me anything more than just good or like, cause I feel like for me, you know, I think a lot of women, like you come home, you know, I've been a stay at home mom for a lot of years. I'm at home with the kids. I'm talking to nobody, but like little shitheads that are just all day, just want, want, want in my ears about nonsense. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it would be more exciting if you even just told me like how good your food was. I don't even care. Just anything. There was a surprise pickle on my sandwich. Yeah. Some adult <laughs> conversation. <laughs> I, I had to learn that cause I didn't, I didn't realize that it was a thing. Well, after my son was born, he's six now, but after he was born, I didn't, I didn't even think about the idea that my ex-wife was just at home with a screaming asshole of a human. Yeah. It didn't, even, it didn't even cross my mind because I was working a corporate job and I was around 500 people a day and I'm an extrovert. So I want all of the fucking people and I get home and my ex-wife would start like the most ridiculous conversation with me. And I'm like, uh, I don't know what to do or say. And then I learned because of Pinterest or some bullshit that like <laughs> women who stay at home need interaction with humans. And I was like, Oh fuck. I didn't like, I it would have never ever crossed my mind without Pinterest. So, you know, <laughs> praise the Pinterest. I'll <laughs> <laughs> hail Pinterest. Pinterest. But I would have, as a dude, I would have never ever thought about it because yeah. I don't have that experience. And I learned very quickly that I, I had to start dialogue with my ex-wife or if she started a dialogue with me that I was just like, I had to be in on it to honor the fact that she was home with the kids all day. And I didn't always do that. Well, I don't want to sound like fucking communicative Superman, but, <laughs> but I had to learn how to do that at least in some part as to not make her feel like not only alone, but then rejected on top of being alone. Plus all of the other emotions. 
Yeah. No, like it, it, I think it's difficult when you're married to somebody who, oh, okay. Like, right. You're married for X amount of years. And when you're married to a more of a non-communicator, <clears throat> this is something that was really interesting to me. I took it very personal the first few years. And again, this probably stems from baggage and whatever I went through, but I took everything really personal, right? Like if he wasn't talking to me, well, I must be boring, right? I'm, there must be something wrong with me. Yeah. Like you go to dinner and it's like, it reminds me of that, you know, back in the day, everybody loves Raymond episode where him and Deborah, you remember that show him and Deborah are sitting and just like, Oh, the butter's soft. Oh yeah. Soft butter. Like no one has shit to talk about. And so like, that's what I would always say. Like, Oh my gosh, we're going to be the couple that's like talking about soft butter. Like F my life, you know, because I'm such a communicator and I don't care if I'm married to you for like 10 years, I'm going to find something to talk about. I don't care if I have to have like conversation cards in my purse, right? Like I'm coming up with some shit to talk about. And I really want to see you guys to dinner. Just like, hold on a minute. Just like reach Please down to your purse and pull out. shit with Brit and Wit conversation cards. For the love of fuck. Please do that. <laughs> yes. yes. I'll help you design them. Oh, oh yes. Gosh. This is for all the women out there who just feel like they need something to talk about. Yes. Okay. You know, one of them is going to be like, is how soft is the butter? <laughs> just for shits and giggles. Underneath, it's going to say JK. Um, well, this brings us to another topic that we actually had quite a bit of people write in about oh, yeah. the staying home versus working. So being home with the kids is just as hard as your nine to five, except for mine's 24 seven. So, and, and men not really seeing that as being a job yeah. or not treating love, it like it is a job. Topic. Let's hear Good. it. Jump in, Dennis. <laughs> so I'm being so facetious. I'm scared. <laughs> that. Watch yourself. Every man Dennis. loves this topic. Oh man, the amount of hate mail I'm going to get. I'm just kidding. Um, it's hard, right? Because we, in that particular scenario, stay-at-home mom, going to work, dad. The it's true. Women don't leave the house in that scenario very often, right? Like it's you can be at the house for three or four days in a row and maybe you went to the grocery store and you like broke something on accident so that you had an excuse to talk to a human about something because you're fucking sick of being great idea. You're Uh, giving Brit ideas here. You're welcome. Um, But you know, one of the things that I, that I have dealt with in that conversation is like, yeah, but I, but now, but I'm here now. So what can I do now? To relieve some of the burden. Uh, that's it. That's what women want though. But I, I think that's the problem with a lot of these women who are writing that in is that their husband feels like I went to work. I worked really hard. I want to come home. I want to decompress. I want to sit on the couch. I want to watch the football game and just not think about things, which I get to a point. But then the women are also saying, well, I've been home all day with these kids. This is a 24 seven job. I don't get a time out. You need to come home and give me a timeout. Even if that means you come home, you decompress for an hour, and then you give me a timeout so I can go and do my own thing or even sit in a closet for 20 minutes by myself, you know, just something. Yeah. And I think that's what, I think that's what we're wanting is just, she pulls that because that's what I do. That's <laughs> in her closet eating chocolate. That's what I do. Well, and the other side of that is I have said, well, I don't, I already said it. Fuck. I can't take this back. Uh, 
I have said like, you didn't deal with all the asshole people I dealt with today. Like you weren't at my job helping me if, if we're going to relate apples to apples. And this is yeah. not totally what I think at this particular stage in my life. But I have been in, I've been frustrated and said, right, but you weren't at my job fucking helping me. The fact that you don't leave the house and it is work for you, I can't control that. Um, and I got to certain conversations where I was like, so go work. Go do something. Like if this is not the thing you want to do, go do something different and we'll figure it out. We'll hire daycare, we'll get a babysitter. I'll stay home with the kids at night. You can go work at night and I'll work during the, like I find a solution, right? Like that's kind of the, my bottom line sometimes. And I didn't always handle that well. That's why I hate this topic. Cause I know that I didn't always handle it well, but the, the, I guess the truth is um, if, if no matter what your job is, if you don't love it, find something else to do. That's my, I'm unhealthy in that way. Cause I fucking hate working for people. And so I'm unhealthy in that way where I'm like, I don't like this. I'm going to do whatever. I'm going to do something else until I like it. And so I would give advice. Like if you don't like staying at home all the time, let's figure out a new thing. We can find a new normal where you work sometimes and I work full time and we manage the kids the other times. And that wasn't a good solution. And that wasn't a well-proposed solution in my home. Sound it, like it. <laughs> no. But do you ever feel like though with women? <laughs> it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like super passive aggressive. Like you're a motherfucker and this episode is over. <laughs> Thanks for it. your time, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. No, no, no. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I like, listen, this is where Wit knows I'm, I'm, I'm a woman, but I live on like a different woman planet. Here's what I'm saying though. Here's what I'm saying. How many times, right? We complain about something too. I have to say this out here. Don't hate me. Everyone, I'm going to be getting hate mail too from my own followers. Um, how many times do we come, right? Where it's like, we're complaining about something and the same type of thing where you can come and say, well, let's change it. Why don't we do this? Why don't we do and there's always like f maybe five more excuses to each thing of why we can't do that either. No, I'm being dead serious. I've had times in my life where it's like, I'm literally just bitching to bitch. Yeah. And like my husband will be like, same thing. Like, well, why don't we try this? Or why don't you go do this? If you're not happy, go do this. Go do well, okay. But how am I supposed to do that? Da -da 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 -da, you know? And I think that a lot of the times, like, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like no yeah, offense. That's women. a really real experience. Cause even myself, right. Where you, you kind of have to realize like, shit, I'm being impossible. Right. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying right to this. No. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> not chiming in on that. You're them. already on the couch, Dennis. No, but that's <laughs> I feel like I have to be real. Like I, I'm in a point in my life where like I have to own my own shit and realize that I do my own shit, right? So it's like if I'm going to complain about this or that, I need to actually do something about it and not just always complain. But I think women, we, we, we sometimes we just want to bitch. Like it's yeah, that's like very a, true. Sometimes we just want to complain and complaining is easy. And sometimes yeah. it feels good. Like, let's For be sure. honest. Sometimes complaining just feels good. Yeah. But here's what I want to say to the women out there that are in this situation. Number one, I think the biggest thing that you can do for yourself is to have other female friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And get out occasionally with other women to just get out of the house. So if you can plan, I'm not saying your husband needs to come home 
every single day and give you a night away. I'm, I'm saying, even if it's once a month, if you can find time to get out of the house and go out with some other women once a month and just get out of that house, that recharges my batteries so much. Yeah. That's why we do this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes it's not just, you know, your job is you're working a nine to five, but I'm working 24 seven. Just give me a break once a month. Try to find a time that you can just get away. And, yeah. and let me say from the male perspective, something that I think is hopefully healthy, right? So my experience is not necessarily the right thing. I have not had, I did not, there are times that I did not really handle that conversation. Well, there are times that I think I did handle it appropriately. And to Britt's point, it was just like, well, no, we can't because, well, no, we can. Well, no, we can't. Well, okay. Well, fuck me. I don't know what to do because I'm, I'm trying to help create this not to be tense, right. Or not to be a problem between us, but it appears that it's going to be a problem. So I don't know what the fuck to do. So I'll take a, an objective step back as a male and encourage women that fucking being at home all the time is exhausting. It is. I would never, yeah. I would never want to do it. I think I would die. I just I would shrivel up in a ball of fucking misery. And cease I have to no it. soul left. <laughs> <laughs> it's been chipped away out. <laughs> Slowly chipped away. <laughs> and, and men could do uh, for what I guess what I want out of this conversation is for women to feel empowered to start a healthy dialogue with their partner, Absolutely. not to go, not to go, well, don't try to fix it. Just fuck it. You know, like I don't, I don't want to say things that cause more animosity in a home. I want people to find peace in their home. And so depending on what your spouse is like, what they do for work, like if a dude works 12 to 14 hour days as a construction worker, that's a different life than somebody who sits eight hours on his ass in the office. Right. So what work yeah. is, is, is even a little bit different. Um, but if that is ladies and any men who are brave enough to listen to this podcast, uh, <laughs> if that is your life, if that is your life, find some balance and some understanding with one another, because, you know, we were, we were texting about, um, some topics and I was like, Ooh, that one's scary. Yeah. Right. Like the comparison thing, like, well, I only got four hours of sleep. Well, I got three and a half hours of sleep. Well, I worked nine hours. Well, I worked 24 hours. Well, fuck, we're all losing. Like when that, <laughs> when that is the dialogue, we are literally all losing as partners. And so my encouragement is with your partner, find a healthy space to gain some understanding and know that it doesn't have to be worse for you than it is for me or vice versa. It doesn't have to be worse for me than it is for you. But if we are a unit, we can listen and respond. Uh, one thing my ex-wife and I were really good, great about was giving each other time off. You go away and the frustrating thing for me is that she wouldn't always take it. I would offer it and she would go, no, I can't. I'm like, you can, <laughs> right? And so the, this, this may not be a win-win conversation really, but I have, uh, we were really good about trying to give each other the time and space, like go get some wine, go be with your people. I don't fucking care. Like they're just humans. I can handle them while you're gone. Uh, and there was a lot of times where she was like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm like, okay. So gaining that understanding and having that real dialogue about like, okay, my love, what will help you to really succeed? 
like to feel love, to feel alive, to feel whatever. Um, and how, and from the female side, like how can I honor you spouse who provides these things and goes to work and has to deal with shit that I don't know about. That really is my hope. So I, I wanted to say that cause that's a fucking hard conversation that I don't think ends well hardly ever. Yeah. But especially when, when the male and female opinion is involved, right? So like you guys sharing your side and me sharing my side, we're still missing. <laughs> even in, even in having this dialogue, uh, <laughs> with predisposed answer to be like, Oh God, we lost connection. <laughs> Sorry. Can't hear you. <laughs> uh, service is bad. We're in the mountains. God, fuck you. Uh, but the, the truth is that like, it just takes a little bit more effort on, on saying, what do you need? And then the, the, and then an honest response, whether that be from the husband or the wife or partners or however, you know, the family is structured, like the spouse who stays home needs to be able to say, I am just exhausted. Yep. I need, I need you to take over for an hour, a day, a, you know, a weekend. Um, I know that it might be inconvenient, hard, difficult, whatever, but I need this for me. I'll give you yours. You give me mine. And I, I think that that if people can have that dialogue, I think they'll succeed far more at that conversation. But that conversation, I'm so fucking sweaty. Like if my, <laughs> I wasn't wearing a black shirt, it would just be like pit stains because that conversation gives me so much anxiety. Well, you do. You have to. You have to find a common ground for it to work. And I think a lot of the times, too, like with me personally, I don't even necessarily think I have to go out and be away all the time. I'm like, let's get a sitter for the kids, and I want to go out. Let's go grab some wings and a drink, and just be together. Yeah, absolutely. you know, too, because I think so many couples, it's like, I need out. I need out. I need out. But it's like, you've got to like. I don't know. For me. I have like my girl time, but then I also want to spend that time with him too, because it's like, shit, we're just, we have five kids, busy life. It's like people can, you grow apart. You know what I mean? Right. You, you, you get stuck in that rut every single day. So I think it's important too, to like, I don't know, you just, you, and, and this has taken me a lot of years to get here. You know what I mean? It really has to, to understand that it's okay to say, Hey, I need this. Like you're saying, but then, Hey, dude, Send me flowers on a freaking Tuesday, not just at Valentine's Day, not just at my birthday. Like, let me know I'm special too. It's like, okay to say that you, it has to be this give or give and take, you know, yeah. like throw your, you throw your man a handy sometimes when he least expect it, you know, like <laughs> he works hard. Right. But then also tit like for tat, tit for tat. But this brings us to our next, uh, our, we got another one, dude. We're talking about sex here. All right. We had a lot of people write in about. The differences. The differences I'm, of sex. I know. I'm ready. I might need more whiskey, but I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So some people wrote in and they, <laughs> it's basically the topic of, you know, there's always this. I actually love the topic of sex. We could have done this whole episode on sex. So, <laughs> 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 uh, but you know, there's a perception that men always want more sex. Not always true, yeah. but it's kind of the going about starting things, you know, cause Brent and I were just talking about this. We're always in our head when yeah. it comes to sex. Like yeah. my husband comes over, grabs a boob and I'm like, dude, look, do you see the dishes in the scene? Like I, we got to get all the kids to bed, you know, like he's trying to start something. I'm in my mind. Like I, I can't get out of it. <laughs> That's really funny. 
Yeah, I think this happens like, nightly, Dennis. Nightly. Okay. <laughs> this needs to be a conversation of like how differently, how differently, am I even speaking right? How different we really are in so many areas of it, right? Like you have so many different scenarios. You have some women that look at sex as a chore and they're just like, oh, he's lucky if he gets that once a month or whatever, you yeah. know? And then you have people who, you know, everybody's just too tired or you have people that, you know, men and women are different in the sense that like, yeah, w you guys are so physical and we're so mental, you know, at least I think the majority at least. Right. I think so. Yeah. The, oh God. There's not <laughs> enough, there's not enough Jameson on the planet for some of this. <laughs> Dennis is going to go throw up after this episode. <laughs> oh no. No, I'm just going to cry in a corner. Uh, You're almost through it. We, we have almost made it through. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I mean, I have some personal experience with this same exact thing, like me trying to initiate and the initiation not being embraced mm -hmm. or, you know, the initiation being then scoffed at or denied or rejected. And yet the next day or week, I'm going to be told, I need you to initiate. I'm like, <sighs> how then right like that's exactly how, it yeah how then do i do that and um men are like uh if if women could understand that men really are hairy 13 year olds <laughs> it would make everything way easier. The mental picture there <laughs> we, we just are hairy chested 13 year olds well some of us <laughs> and <laughs> it it doesn't ever get different it doesn't ever get different it's never different than like, oh, the wind blew. My pants feel funny. <laughs> hey, you thing, woman, come here to me and give me pleasure. Like, we don't, it never changes. We, uh, some of us learn how to be a little bit more romantic or, you know, we take cues a little bit differently. But really, hold on, I'm going to backtrack. Men don't have sex or want sex nearly as often as all of the complaints about sex. Like, Sex is good and it should happen relatively often, but men aren't like, I, most of the men I know could not have sex twice a day, every day. They would just, their dick would fall off and they would die and they wouldn't know what they were doing with their time. <laughs> and, and yet the, predis, like, the preconceived notion is that men are always the aggressor with sex. Right. And I know a lot of women who want to have sex way more than their husbands. Yeah. Or their partners in general. Like I know women who, they they want it, they need it, they don't really know how to get it, and they feel rejected when the man says, like, I'm too tired. I, oh, God damn, I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud. I think sex becomes a competitive thing in a really unhealthy way. You said a thing about the woman who's like, he's lucky if he gets it once a month. That yeah. same woman, if she gets divorced, is fucking five nights a week guaranteed. <laughs> like, that same woman is on Tinder... Or at the bar, and she's like, I want all of the penis right now because I can. <laughs> and it, sorry, is this too much? No, uh, I love this. But I've seen it so often. Like, I've seen uh, relationships where the man and the woman couldn't connect on how they wanted to have sex or like when or whatever. And it was in the cases where it was a woman going, sometimes I've seen that same woman sleep with lots of people after divorce, right? Yeah, so uh, she just wasn't like satisfied in the marriage is what you're saying. And no, I think it just becomes competitive. Like, fuck him. He didn't do the dishes 14 years ago. <laughs> Sex is not a thing. 
we're not doing the thing. I don't think it's oh about desire. I don't, I don't think the conversation that people have about sex is about desire. I think it's okay. about competition. I get what you're saying. So it's like, oh, screw him. He doesn't do this or this or this. Like, I'm not giving it up. Like, that's what you're more saying. Or, or vice versa for him going, like, I just, needed, I just needed to be affirmed today and I didn't hear it. So the last thing I want to do is try to have sex with somebody who's not even interested in affirming how hard I'm working or the bills that are paid or, you know, we went on a two week vacation and I didn't even barely get a thank you. Like what, what sort of appreciation do I, does this person have for me? And why would I, why am I going to be intimate sexually with somebody who doesn't give a shit about me? And I think it just becomes so competitive. It's like the tit for tat thing gets so out of control. Yeah. Uh, I really don't think it's about desire. I think most humans want to have sex often ish. I don't, I don't think the conversation is about desire. I think we just miss each other so hard. Okay. That makes so sense. hard. I like that. That's actually like really insightful. I think I've never actually thought about it in like the competitive way before, but that I makes so much sense. Like yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to like reach my hand over, grab a hip, you know, like try to make some suggestive thing without being like, Hey, want to fuck? Cause that <laughs> sounds disrespectful. Right. But to try to, sometimes I, I, th I think some women would take you up on that. So, <laughs> well, and, and that's so, Oh, this conversation can go way off the rails. Uh, I, I have learned that, um, I, Oh God damn. I am really mild mannered about how I speak about sex to a partner because I've been with people who have experienced being raped and being assaulted and being wildly taken advantage of. And the last thing that I want to do is trigger trauma with my desire for intimacy. Right. And some of those conversations don't get had. And so as a, as a male, I'm afraid for lack of a better word to be like, uh, you're out together and the kids aren't there. And you're like, Hey, you want to fuck in the bathroom? Like, uh, the likelihood of me saying that is probably almost zero whether I want it or not, because I'm not trying to elicit any trauma. I'm not trying to trigger my partner by my sexual desire. So my, my second best move is to be touchy or feely or flirty and try to arouse the response that I want without being so forward. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know that, uh, I'm I'm kind of overly thoughtful in that way, and I think almost to a fault. Like I think I have left partners feeling unwanted because I was a little bit unwilling to be too forward. But I've also been in scenarios where it's like you know you do the boob grab or the fucking uh, the butt grab or the neck kiss, and you're like, so <laughs> I'm a little bit ready. How do you feel? <laughs> so you must be ready to go as well, right? Let's do this. It's windy. Are you not ready? What's I, I'm a human. You're a human. I just kissed your neck. That We're not on the same page there. I don't know. I think like women tend to be so much more mentally in it. Like even during sex, it's like we're so in our head. Like we have to be completely there all the way to just like be in it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if yep. we're even a little bit emotionally off, like game over, like we're sitting there just like, okay, like trying so hard to think while 
you know, like to get there, I feel like. Right? You, know what I mean? <laughs> you just got so awkward. Uh, all the words. Because I'm making movements over here. I'm humping <laughs> while I'm, no. Um, I was like getting in the moment. No. But do you know what I mean? Like we're, here's the deal. Like I feel like with women, we're so differently. Like it, for us, like you're saying, oh, you're all the same 13 year old hairy boy, right? It's so true. It's like we could just flash a boob and you're like, let's go. Let's yeah. do this thing. Yeah. But for us, it's so, it's like, I mean, well, I shouldn't say us. I don't know. Whit and I don't, we're not in this together, but um, no, but like for, for me, it's like the, the verbal, like you send me a text during the day. That's just like, babe, thank you so much for everything you do. I feel so lucky to be with you, whatever. It's like, it, let's go. Done. It's time. Like I don't, it, the verbal or just even, yeah. Like I think you fulfill the love languages of a woman and she's like, let's go. I don't know. But then, but then you have different, yeah, well, because you have different things. Because for me, I want something physical to begin with that doesn't start with a boob grab. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, come over and hug me, kiss my neck, kiss my lips. What, like, make out with me? Do something physical before you go in for the kill. Really, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And. This is really a really interesting conversation. I think most men operate relatively the same. I don't think there's much variance for men on how they want to approach sex. But to the point of, I mean, both of you have said very different things. Like, where it's like, send me a really sweet text. Tell me how much you like me. And earlier it was like, so just tell me you want to fuck me sometimes and we may be good to go. Yes. But also kiss my neck really sweetly <laughs> before you say that. And, and so we don't do a great job. <laughs> Men don't do a great job of trying to understand what it is our partner needs in that day. I, I think that is true. I, I don't think that men do a great job of trying to figure out day in and day out what could uh, arouse our partner to engage with us sexually and intimately. And it's about trust and it's about peace and it's about the lack of stress. And if there's a bill that's due, sex probably isn't going to be nearly as enjoyable as if all the bills are paid. And if <sighs> the kitchen's fucking messy, sex isn't going to quite be quite as enjoyable as if we worked together to clean up the kitchen and then you grabbed my hips and kissed my neck and then it's fuck, it's go time because the kids are asleep and fucking all bets are off, right? Exactly. Uh, you had me at clean the whole kitchen, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> You, you both moved so yeah, erratically so when I said like, that. Yes, yes. <laughs> For shit's sake, cook me dinner and I'll, like, let's just go upstairs right now. I don't even care. It's like... Fuck the kids. <laughs> okay. themselves. No, but that's got to be somewhat also confusing for men to try to figure us out. Because like you said, most men, oh. you're going to approach sex in the same way. You know, most. like most of the time, nine times out of ten... If we reach over and start putting our hand down your pants, you guys are most likely going to be ready to go. The switch exactly, has been on. Right? The switch is flipped. <laughs> but for us, it's like there's certain things that need to be done beforehand. And so that's got to be for men. That's got to be a lot, I guess. And, and this, this may make sense. I've never thought about it like this before. Sex for men often is a stress reliever. And sex for women is often the the satisfaction of the stress not existing. Like men, men show up to like, I had a, the fuck this conversation is going to go off the rails. (laughs) 
I, the same guy that I went golfing with, we were talking about uh, how often and when and why we masturbate. And he was like a before bed guy. And I'm like, nope. As soon as I wake up, not as soon as I wake up, but like wake up, <laughs> yeah. clear my head, make sure that it's like my equalizer for me. So sex, sex is like, for most men, I think it's stress relief or it's get back to center, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so orgasm is to get back to center. For women, it's the culmination of like everything else went right or well-ish. Yeah. At least that's... No, I would agree with that. Yeah, for sure. I'm just, that- I'm still just smirking over here because that's what they were talking about while they were playing golf. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I actually was going to say, please take me golfing with you next time. I want in on these conversations. <laughs> Like we think men don't talk about anything, but really they're just golf. They're out on the go kart. What's it called? No, golf cart. (laughs) (laughs) Now I really want to go golfing with you guys. If you guys are golfing with go kart, all these man cars are so confusing. (laughs) They're out on the golf cart, just like so. Bob, when do you masturbate? (laughs) Bob's like, I like a midday, you know, handy. (laughs) I like a midday handy dander. (laughs) Like what? That's probably my favorite part of this whole podcast is like just a couple of dudes talking about when they jack off on the golf course. (laughs) (laughs) Neither of us jacked off on the golf course, just for the record. (laughs) You guys are all arrested. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm I'm blushing real bad. It's a good thing that there's people. No, but I have one. Okay, I have one. No, I get what you're saying, but here's the deal. Like, why do men fall asleep directly after sex? Is it because it is just such a like, ah, you know? Because I feel like I can have sex, right? And then you're done. And then you're just like, oh, cuddle me for a half an hour more. Like, you're just feeling all the loves and the feels. You know what I mean? No one can see me, but I just did all the loves and the feels. <laughs> okay, I'm hair stroking. Hair. Okay, uh, but do, you, do you get what I'm saying? Like, do you feel like that wit? I don't know. Wit's, wit's a lot more like, she's like the logical man in our relationship. So a little bit more like a man. Wit probably has sex and goes to sleep after it. <laughs> She never cuddles me after. <laughs> That's true. I've never cuddled Brittany after. <laughs> I feel neglected, really. No, um, I mean, I like to be cuddled, but yeah, I mean, I guess I kind of am the person that's like, let cool, me thanks. love up on you for a minute and then I'm, I'm going to bed too. Oh my gosh. I feel all the feels. I just am like, oh, love me. Like, just tell me how great that was. And my husband's like snoring already and I'm like, oh, cool. That's literally the same mechanism as the affirmation in him not being a words guy. It's the same mechanism. You know what I mean? And so uh, I don't, uh, intimacy is so weird. It's such an interesting thing because I don't think, I think we just come to these conclusions that sex is like something that you fulfill to make your partner happy. And it's not, uh, I think we, can easily get away from the idea that it is a constant exploration with a partner. And and that constant exploration could last two or three or four times in an evening. It can, but you add stress and you add bills and you add a fight and you add the dishes and you add kids and you add, you start to add all the things and it's like, but just fuck me and go to sleep already. Christ (laughs) almighty. Like hurry up and snore so that I don't have to fucking argue with you anymore. But the, the, the trust, in my experience, I think women need to uh, have a trust in a man to know that they're going to be safe, to know that they're going to be taken care of, to know that sex is, is not going to be this, like, I come and I turn around and go to sleep sort of experience, but something that is a little 
at least more present. Um, and men, believe it or not, really crave intimacy. So I think that there's a, a disconnect when, when women show up for men and are like, see ya. <laughs> I think that fucks with men. And, and there's certain experiences that men probably go through where they think that they're doing the right or intimate or sweet or thoughtful thing. And a girl's like, thanks for the dick, bro. Good. See you later. Like, see yourself, <laughs> see yourself out. Lock the bottom lock. Don't I'm going to say that next time. <laughs> see what happens. I'm just going to look. I'm going to make, we're going to be laying there silent in the bed. Thanks for the dick, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Um, can I apologize to your husband in advance that I ever said that? Because uh, I feel <laughs> he's going to be brilliant. He's going to learn so much. We're learning so many so catchphrases. Much. <laughs> Thanks, Dennis. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, but I think for men, we we want to feel we want to feel understood all the time, no matter what we're doing, where we're at, where we've been. Want to be understood. Um, appreciation is huge. So I think a lot of men go through their relationships with their partner, feeling like they're always trying to earn the respect of their partner or the love of their partner because they're working and they got to show up at home and they, you know, all the topics that we've talked about sort of culminate to this feeling of men. I don't think a lot of men believe that their wives are really in love with them. I think it, it becomes this transactional thing where it's like you show up and do this and I'll show up and do that. and You show up here and I'll show up there and maybe we'll fuck and we'll both get lucky, but then good night. Um, and men really, men won't say this out loud, but we really do crave that intimacy in knowing that we are valuable and appreciated and that our testosterone is like being petted. So in the same way that the affirmation thing, like we have testosterone that's fucking flowing through us, telling us you're supposed to be killing animals and instead <laughs> you're sitting at a, at a computer, right? Yeah. And, and if that testosterone is not being... Um, intimately honored in some way I think it's easy for men to feel like she doesn't know what I am as a creature and as a creature sex is such a powerful thing between men and women uh, between partners between spouses between you know I guess no matter what your gender or sexual preference is like two people who intimately come together if they come together with trust and intimacy that experience is fucking amazing but when it's beat down by all of these layers of shit where the woman doesn't feel like the man under, you know, uh, like she doesn't work hard enough or she doesn't do her thing. And the man's like, well, she doesn't even understand what the fuck I'm saying. Then sex really just it becomes transactional. I think as opposed to a little bit more carnal where the, not to put super stereotypes, but where the like more nurturing female energy and the more conquering testosterone shit that men have to deal with, they're not coming together in the right way because they're both being tempered in a kind of a fucked up American bullshit kind of way. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know though to add American to that statement probably was not necessary, but it, like <laughs> our culture is so weird that we pull this shit down and we temper it in such a weird way. And neither side is going, okay, I see your, your feminineness, your femininity. And I want to honor it. How do I embrace that? And the woman's not saying, I see the fucking crazed animal that lives inside of you. That's also a 13 year old boy. How do I <laughs> honor this thing? Right? Like you're a gorilla and a 13 year old boy. Sasquatch is real. I don't understand, but it's true. But very sexy. <laughs> Sasquatch. If I disappeared in the woods for two years, this is shit is funny. 
people all the time are like, dude, great beard. And I'm like, yeah, fucking it comes with back hair. So shut up. <laughs> it's not that cool. But if I disappeared into the woods for two years and I showed up, people would be like, holy fuck, the Sasquatch thing is a real Sasquatch thing. Sasquatch is here. <laughs> Real no, but thing. seriously, I love what you're saying. It's like so I I just have not thought these ways before. Same. And so to sit here and listen to you, I feel like my jaws to the table, just like, what? I mean, I've never really thought of it this way. I love what you're saying, honestly. And it, it, and here's the deal with my husband, like it's resonating what you're saying, how like men will never admit this stuff or they need this and that, right? Because even when it comes to the differences between like how verbal we both are. It's interesting how a woman will take things, right? And say, oh, he, I, I must be boring or I'm not interesting or he doesn't have anything to say. But my husband's actually over there when I've had this conversation where I've had this conversation with him and said, I just feel this way or that way. And he's like, no, are you kidding? I love that about you. That's something that attracts me to you is that you are so verbal and you keep our conversation flowing because I am a more quiet person. And I'll hmm. sit there and have these aha moments of like, what? Whoa, you actually think that about like, Oh, okay. And then it almost like in each of the times where I might get in my head more, I have to go back to those times. I think if anything I can say to women out there, like take the times that your men or whoever, vice versa, whatever, say the good things to you and, and, and like write those down almost. Like I've had times where I legit will have post-it notes, like a crazy lady and like write shit down that my husband has said and like put it straight up on the mirror. So when I'm in my head, I can go in there and be like, no, remember he said that? Like, like the crazy one having the conversation with myself <laughs> to yourself, look at it. No, but even like with sex and stuff, right? Like that to me, I don't know. It, it's so eye opening what you're saying. What am I trying to say? I don't even know how to articulate it very well. Like, I don't know. You're just opening my eyes to like a whole different side of, you know, what it really can be and how so many things affect it. I've just never thought about it that way. And my husband and I do, like we have a great sex life. And so I don't mean it to be like, oh, he falls asleep and just is asleep right afterwards because he's present <laughs> during, you know what I mean? And that's the thing. I, that, maybe it's those moments where I need to kind of, you know, have that mental post-it of like, well, during he's super present Here, there. Yeah. He might just be somebody that like, that just relaxes him so much that he's just out and storing after. But I think that's kind of like a common thing I wanted to ask. Like, is that something common with men that they just kind of boom? I think a lot of women want to know that. Like, I mean, if I have two options, if, if I have two options, if I get to post sex, take a nap or have to go do other things, I want to take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think the stress relief or the relief in general is, um, probably evidence of that, right? For men, like, we, we go hard, we work hard, most of us try to. We give a lot of our physical, creative, mental energy, not always sometimes our emotional energy, but the others. And when we get to, you know, finish a day or have a moment where sex is involved with our partner, it's like, oh, euphoria for a moment. <laughs> Good to uh, know. <laughs> No, listen, there's so many topics, Dennis. I mean, we've really enjoyed having this conversation with you. We actually want to um, come back again with Dennis on another episode and talk about maybe a little more controversial type men and women. Yeah, differences. differences. Yeah. Or some hot button topics. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even hit, we, we've got to wrap this up. We didn't even hit a lot of like where we wanted to go with like uh, why we're crazy 
hormone, how PMS is real, how hormones are real. We had a lot of people write in on that too. So I think next time we're going to hit these things. We're going to talk about some more controversial um, topics that we've had people write in about as well. And we just can't thank you enough. But Dennis, we want our listeners to know, um, tell them a little bit about just really quick where you're at with your podcast and what you're all about. Yeah. Tell us about you. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. This conversation has been amazing. And I think it's really valuable to have. Uh, I think it's really, really important for men and women to have these kind of dialogues to try to understand one another. So I'm really honored that you trusted me with this space uh, on your podcast. Um, I have a podcast called Self to Society. It's basically me ranting once a week for like 23 and a half minutes about whatever in the fuck crazy thing comes to my mind. Uh, everything from, you know, guys sending unsolicited dick pics to therapy to parenting. Um, and it, it's just me. It's a space where I can give my experiences to the whole of the world or whoever's willing to listen. And me knowing that I'm not alone and hopefully inspiring somebody to believe that they are doing that as well. Uh, or, you know, they're doing life with other people. And the tagline for the podcast is bridging the gap between trauma and therapy. So I hope to be that bridge for people where maybe they don't know where to start or they don't know what the experiences are like when you go from trauma to therapy and healing and some of that. And I share a lot of my, my personal journey and I put all my shit out there. <laughs> so, and if you don't like the word fuck, you probably shouldn't listen, but <laughs> no, we love you. We love what you're all about. I mean, you're just right up our alley with talking about the real stuff out there. Everybody needs to hear it. So we love it. Tell everyone about your poetry book. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I just released a poetry book called Sounding Board for the Obscene, which after this episode probably is not going to be a surprising title. <laughs> uh, but it's, uh, it's a collection of poetry that I wrote over the last year. I started writing it last October, and I think there's 53 or four poems published in the book. And you can buy it on Amazon now. So that's cool. It's my first published piece of writing that I've done. And it just was something that I needed to do for myself. Poetry is a really safe place for me where I can say really whatever in the fuck I want. And I get to cover it under the umbrella that it's poetry. So your opinion doesn't matter. If you don't like it, that's fine. <laughs> um, and then I put it in a book and want people to buy it. So it, yeah, that's it, like a huge accomplishment. And really, I mean, congratulations. Yeah, that's amazing. On that. Yeah, thank you. It was a lot of work. And I'm really, I'm really proud of it. I'm proud of the work that I put into it and proud of the pieces of poetry. Um, there's some really funny ones and there's some really dark ones. And my favorite poem is called Dad Watch. And it goes like this. Dad, dad, watch, dad. Hey, dad, 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 watch, dad, dad, watch, watch, dad, dad. And that's the end of the poem. Like, <laughs> I love it. That's one of the best. Um, so, nothing's more relatable <laughs> and, and then it goes all the way to the other side of like oh my god life is the heaviest fucking thing to ever try to sift through so it's oh it's god. been a fun project and last uh, last night I actually just wrote my first poem for book number two so I'm gonna oh, good uh, for you. so yeah. we we're going to go ahead and put all of your info about that too um, uh, when we release your episode on our Instagram, Facebook, so that you know everybody can go out there and find it on Amazon. And Guys, go get that book. Yeah. Dennis is incredible. We are so grateful you're on. A little longer than 23 minutes, man. Are you, you're, you're hanging in there. Oh, I'm a talker. I, I, <laughs> but this is why I don't have guests because every episode would be seven and a half hours. <laughs> 
and no one would listen. I do. I do think the ladies out there though could probably be like, let's keep going. We still have so many more topics, but that's why we're going to come back with you. We're going to hit it hard on another episode. And dude, thank you yes, so Dennis, much. Thank you for being with us. This oh, was amazing. I love it. Thank Definitely you so one much. of my favorite episodes. All right, you guys, till next time, let's keep it real. <laughs>